1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: She's got the Hollywood hookup. Gossip 24-7. It's the dirty on the 30 with Kennedy. With Kerber. Yeah.
2: Dan, I know you're a big fan of Beauty and the Beast. Of course. Got a big story for you about it airing tonight on ABC. Before we get to that, we're going to talk about Superman DC fans across the globe. Collectively mourned Wednesday as British actor Henry Cavill said he will no longer be donning the red cape as Superman in the DC Comics extended cinematic universe. Fans were stunned as this comes after Cable announced back in October that he would be returning as the Man of Steel. And he even made a cameo as Superman in a mid-credits scene at the end of Black Adam. If you saw that, that was the one that starred Dwayne Johnson. So on Instagram, Cable explained he had a meeting with filmmaker James Gunn and British film producer Peter Safran, who in October were named co-chairman and chief executive officers of DC Studios. He put on Instagram, I will, after all, not be returning as Superman after being told by the studio to announce my return back in October prior to their hire. This news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. He said, despite not reclaiming the role, Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists. And the examples he sets for us all are still there. My turn to where the cape has passed. But what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride with you all onwards and upwards.
0: That's tough. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack there. First, James Gunn makes excellent superhero movies, and if he has a vision, mm-hmm. I trust that his, he will turn DC around and make it better than it's been the last decade or so. Right. But it's weird to have him return as Black Adam mm-hmm. in the Black yeah. a- in the Black Adam right. movie. It's a cameo at the end to tease a second Black Adam film that he's in. Yeah. And then to
2: fire him. Yeah. No, it's it's weird to hire somebody and then to not have the budget to hire them.
0: Yeah, I made that parallel off the air, but I wasn't going to do that. And also, I mean, he left his Netflix show, The Witcher, which I love, to Mm -hmm. be Superman again Mm because the schedule was going to be so
2: busy. Maybe he
0: can. I think they hired somebody else, but Uh. that might be a Jay Leno situation where he's back.
2: Avatar, The Way of the Water, opens this weekend, and not surprisingly, they're saying it's going to open big. Estimates are putting it at $150 million to $175 million in the U.S., with a global debut of 450 to $550 million. The movie, just so you know, over three hours long, which means fewer showings. But at the same time, it really doesn't have any competition this weekend. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness had the biggest opening weekend of the year so far. It did almost $450 million, and it didn't even play in China, while well, Avatar will. The way of the water costs four hundred million dollars to make before you factor in the advertising budget, which as they well. probably
0: spent a hundred million on advertising.
2: And director James Cameron made it a priority to include a female uh, to include female empowerment in Avatar with The Way of the Water. So Kate Winslet's character is a pregnant warrior. He said in an interviewing Variety, "I thought, well, if you're really going to go all the way down the rabbit hole of female empowerment." Let's have a female warrior who's six months pregnant in battle. I guarantee you back in the day, women had to fight for survival and protect their children. It didn't matter if they were pregnant. And pregnant women are more capable of being a lot more athletic than we as a culture acknowledge. He pointed out there's been amazing female characters like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, but they're not moms and they're not pregnant while fighting evil. An interesting take on that. Of course they're not pregnant while fighting evil. (laughs) What? Well, yeah, I mean, listen, sometimes <laughs> you're pregnant when you do stuff, Dan I guess I'm just saying, two dudes talking about women being pregnant as as time. Let's get into something guys really know well Finally, my wheelhouse as as There it is Beauty and the Beast, it is coming to television tonight and, and I got my insiders on the uh, on, uh, on the set, Dan Okay, you got little birdies? I got, well, I know. I just found a story online uh, it's written by a, na- a woman named Maureen Lee Linker. She works for Entertainment Weekly, and she says, and I quote, It may be a tale as old as time, but ABC has a bewitching new take on the beloved fairy tale. Inside the star-studded 30th celebration of Disney's animated classic, something magical is happening on a Burbank, California studio lot as the opening strains of Oscar-winning song of the Oscar-winning song Beauty and the Beast, Josh Groban and her Descend in a velvet-lined stairs, and Dancing with the Stars judge Derek Hough is counting out steps for the waltzing, uh, waltzing bewigged ensemble. Everywhere you look, there's enchantment on the set. Dan,
0: what do you think about that? I think Josh Groban has an angelic voice, right? And this will be great.
2: Uh, Much like the Little Mermaid Live that aired in 2019, the anniversary special, which was recorded a few weeks ago and airs tonight on ABC, will flip between the 1991 animated film and a newly staged live action scene setting. So including musical numbers choreographed by a team led by Jamal Sims, it will also feature behind the scenes stories of the original film's production and tributes to much of the voice cast, animators and the songwriters as well. I
0: didn't know they were doing it like that.
2: That's what they or say, They then.
0: flip between the movie, an animated movie, and then a live stage performance at the same time. So
2: Beauty and the Beast, of 30th celebration will air at 8 p.m. tonight on ABC. Her as Belle. Josh Groban as the Beast. Martin Short as Lumiere. David Alan Greer as Cogsworth. Joshua Henry as Gaston. Who's and, Mrs. Potts? And I thought we already knew this. You must have forgotten. Shania Twain as Mrs. Oh. Potts. Do you remember? I think Kennedy had that story a couple
0: of weeks ago. If anyone ago. can replace Angela Lansbury for this production.
2: All right. Coming up in the Dirty at 7.30, some sad news to report from Hollywood and the world of dance, and then some good news to report from the finale of Survivor. I don't know if you saw what the person who won is going to do with their winnings. We'll do all that in the Dirty coming up at 7.30.
1: She's got the Hollywood hookup. of
0: in 24-7. It's the Dirty on the thirty
2: with Kennedy. With yeah. We have got a wild story from England and the Royals. It is on. The gauntlet has been thrown down, but before we get to that, some really sad news to report this morning. Steven Twitch, boss, uh, you may remember him. He was the DJ and dancer from the Ellen DeGeneres show. He was also on So You Think You Can Dance. He took his own life on Tuesday. 40 years old. Uh, He got his start on Star Search before being a runner-up on So You Think You Can Dance back in 2008. He got together with a fellow contestant, Allison Holker, in 2010. They got married in 2013. They three kids a 14 year old a two-year-old and a six-year-old Allison said and I quote he was the backbone of our family the best husband and father and an inspiration to his fans I'm certain there won't be a day that goes by that we won't honor his memory Uh, which joined the Ellen show in 2014 he became a co-executive producer in 2020 for that show and in an Instagram post Ellen DeGeneres said I'm heartbroken Twitch was pure love and light. He was my family and I loved him with all my heart. I will miss him. Please send your love and support to Allison and his beautiful children. Twitch said, uh, TMZ says that Twitch checked into a hotel just a mile from his L.A. home. That happened on Monday morning. He had a small bag with him and only booked the room for one night. Staff said he didn't seem to be upset about anything or suffering from any of this, uh, any distress on Tuesday when he missed checkout, staff found him dead in the bathroom from an alleged self-inflicted gunshot wound. Just a very sad story. I followed Twitch's career for a very long time. Uh, my wife was into dance when she was younger. My wife from South Alabama and her closest friend, uh, was in dance as well and also danced in college in college. In Montgomery, Alabama, which is where Twitch is from. Okay. So my wife's best friend, Aaliyah, and Twitch became friends during their college years. They were both dancing at the same place. They both competed competitively. They would travel around. They were very close. And as Twitch started to become famous, you know, he and Aaliyah were friends and she'd post a picture and say, oh, Twitch is auditioning for this. And oh, he's going on So You Think You Can Dance. I can remember the first time he was on So You Think You Can Dance. I think it was like 2007 and he didn't make it to the top 20. And like, we were all just kind of heartbroken because we knew Aaliyah and we kind of followed his story. And so he came back and he actually made it onto the show. He got nominated for an Emmy for a dance that he did on that show that year in 2007. 2008, uh, and I found I still to this day. I, I just saw the other day he had posted a picture with his wife. It was their like eighth or ninth wedding anniversary. You know, it's just really weird because, you know, I followed this guy's career most of his career, and you feel like you know somebody, and then they're going something through something, and you have no idea well, that they're going through. it
0: That's the thing. It's so sad. It's a terrible story. He has three little children and <laughs> a wife, right. and it's. Oftentimes, and sometimes even more often than not, it's the person who is the most gregarious person in the room or that seemingly is the life of the party that is secretly struggling with these mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to check on your loved ones and your friends, even if they seemingly on the outside to you are seeming like it's going great.
2: Again, if you're if you're not sure who he is, again his name is Twitch a uh, professional dancer and he was a DJ on the Ellen show, took his own life on Monday, and we've got the full story up if you go to the Mix One oh four one Facebook page. We're gonna move on to Survivor. Spoiler alerts ahead. Is that enough time, Dan? I think that's good. I know you're you're the expert in all things spoiler alert. It's been 43 seasons. Hey, you ruined, uh, you did ruin uh, The Voice for me two days ago, too. Listen, so. we have a
0: job to do here. <laughs> you you don't count, is
2: <laughs> All right, here we go. 52-year-old heart valve specialist Mike Gabler. Gabler? Gabler?
0: Gabler, I think.
2: Gabler walked away with the million bucks during last night's Survivor 43 finale, but he won't have it for long. Gabler is donating the entire million or whatever left, whatever's left after taxes to the Veterans in Need Foundation. He said, and I quote, there are people that need the money more. I'm going to donate the entire prize, the entire million dollars in my father's name, Robert Gabler, who was a Green Beret to veterans in need who are suffering from trauma, psychiatric problems, PTSD, ptsd and to curb the suicide epidemic we're going to save lives we're going to do something good he got seven out of a possible eight votes cassidy clark got the remaining vote while owen knight got shut out and ended up in third place as a veteran wow i just want to say thank you what an incredible thing to do to Um, think about others first right
0: a million dollars if i was on a show and i worked so hard and i won and i was given a million dollar prize I like to think I'm a good person, right. but I couldn't, all of it?
2: I, I mean, I, I would tithe my 10%, but I'd uh, probably move on after I might that. throw
0: like 50 grand to somebody, but I'm, I'm keeping the majority of it. He's just a good
2: man. All right, it is time for a royal update just for me.
0: <laughs> I guess when you pick the dirty stories. That is
2: it. So we all know Netflix dropped the, uh, the Harry and Meghan uh, uh, Netflix documentary. The final episodes have hit today. But it doesn't matter what's on them. The relationship between Harry and his brother, Prince William, is already toast. A source close to the royal says, and I quote, The relationship between the brothers is over. William will never forgive Harry for selling out his and Kate's secrets. Harry knows more than anyone how much their privacy means to William and Kate. It's just sickening to William that Harry, who knows exactly how distressing it will be to him, is now selling them out to the media, pouring even more fuel on the fire. Harry and Meghan is already Netflix's biggest documentary debut of all time. People watched it 81.55 million hours of it within the first four days of its release.
0: So as the resident royal expert on the show. Yes, yes. How much do you think some like is some of this all tabloid exploitation or do you think that they're really done with them for what he did on? this? It is
2: sadly it is all true. You think
0: you think they really are going to excommunicate him from the family?
2: Yeah, sadly, I think
1: it is all true.